millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, my name is Mark Thompson, your guide aboard the Constellation Station podcast. Tune in every Monday for your weekly guide to all things going on in the skies above the UK that week. From meteor showers to comets and eclipses to supernova explosions, I will have it all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts from. But until then, let's hope for some clear skies. Have the US really just confirmed that aliens and UFOs do exist? Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where this week we're exploring some of the key points to come from the UFO hearing at US Congress. Let's kick off with some trivia first. Do you think that this is fact or fiction? According to the film, E.T. is over 10 million years old. We're talking about the character E.T., the alien, is over 10 million years old. So find out the answer later in the show. In the past few weeks, unless you are living under a rock, you must have seen the recent public hearing at US Congress about UFOs. I was incredibly excited about this. On Wednesday, July the 26th, 2023, the US Congress heard claims regarding the existence of non-human entities. They held this hearing to shed light on the mysterious aerial phenomena both Republicans and Democrats are coming together to support transparency of these reported encounters. For over 50 years, there has been an ongoing interest in this subject, and this really felt like history was unfolding in front of us. Before we go into this, what is the difference, though, between UAPs and UFOs? Well, UAP stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, and UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Objects. Both terms refer to unexplained sightings in the sky, but government officials tend to prefer UAP. In a nutshell, there were three whistleblowers that came forward. So let's have a look at the three of them. Ryan Graves, retired Navy pilot and executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace. This is a non-profit for UAPs. He claimed that he saw a UAP off the Atlantic coast every day for at least a couple of years. David Grush, former intelligence official, where well, he led analysis of unexplained anomalous phenomena, that's a UAP, within a US Department of Defense agency, 
And earlier in June, he claimed that the US had possession of intact and partially intact alien vehicles. This is what David claimed. David Fravor, former Navy commander, you might remember him from a previous episode. He was one of the team who saw a strange tic-tac object in the sky whilst on a training mission. Um, This hearing has generated interest not just in the US, but across the world. There were shocking allegations from all witnesses and an overarching sense that there is a cover-up going on within the US government. And I'd say not just the US, but all over the world. And we'll be going through some of the key points from this Congress today. Although if you want to watch it yourself, it's all on YouTube, but I will warn you, you need to put your feet up, a nice long drink and a lot of chocolates because it's two hours long. Enjoy. David Grush claimed that the government had created a multi-decade long programme which collected and attempted to reverse engineer crashed UFOs. So that basically means if there's a UFO that has crashed, they will look at that technology and they will reverse it. So sort of we're starting from the beginning and try and copy that, take that technology and use it to make our own craft However, the Pentagon has denied his claims of a cover-up. Well, of course they're going to, aren't they? They're not going to say, yes, of course. Here, let's show you everything. Maybe in time, eh? He also claimed, this is David Grush again, that the government is in possession of UAPs, basing this on interviews with over 40 witnesses over four years. He claims to know the exact locations and provided them to the Inspector General. God, blimey, what I'd give to have a peek at that sheet, eh? One of the most interesting things Grush mentioned was that he faced very brutal, quote, retaliation as a result of the allegations he was making. He even claimed that he had knowledge of people who'd been harmed or injured in the course of government efforts to conceal UFO information. He was asked by the congressman if anyone had been murdered by aliens or in a bid to keep them quiet, to which Grush reported, I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. Make of that what you will. Well, for years, our governments have been lying to us about UFOs or UAPs. The witnesses that have seen many of these strange craft have been made to feel, and this is what really annoys me, foolish and have even been in fear for their own lives. After they reported the event to the military or government, official looking businessmen have been known to come to their homes and threaten them. Possibly the men in black. Well, just recently, if you remember on a previous episode, Cass Clark, who I interviewed um, on the show, told us how after she and her neighbours had witnessed multiple UAPs in Penturk in Wales, they were threatened with fatal accidents. You wouldn't want to be in a car and have a fatal crash now, would you? Especially with your daughter. We, we have witnesses that were in smaller woods that night that were assaulted and illegally searched and detained by the military. No. And they saw the object on the ground. What did um, they, what did they describe people, it as? What did, the, what did they say they see, they'd seen? They said it, it looked like an old glass Coke bottle with the top cut off, with that undulation in the centre of it. Um, and there were three people wearing full hazmat suits 
I had the recording of his interview. The other one, um, I, I, I can't even say their names. I'm sorry. No, no, that's quite understandable. He is so afraid uh, that he he won't even speak about it. You know, only to confirm what the other witnesses said. Um, and he's married with children, a director of his own company. You know, this is these are grown men. Graves claimed that he had seen UAP objects daily off the Atlantic Ocean and that seeing them was, quote, not rare or isolated. And they were being witnessed by not only military, but commercial pilots whose lives depend on accurate detection. They claimed that military and civil pilots and radar operators see these all the time and that these crafts seem to defy the laws of physics. However, skeptics say these sightings are either misperceptions, sensor anomalies, or involve secret prototypes. Well, how can this be a misperception if these pilots are trained as their lives depend on accuracy? We posted the UFO footage from a fighter jet. How could this be an anomaly? It's insane to even suggest that. And I think these skeptics need to open their eyes. I'm not saying all UFO sightings are from an alien world. Some of them could be constructed by our own military, perhaps using that reverse engineering. But there are UFOs, UAPs that defy logic. And according to military personnel, they've seen nothing like this. And they knew that just by the speed of these anomalies and the way that they moved, I mean, it is incredible to watch this footage as they move through the air at the most over a thousand miles an hour. And then they go underwater and then come back up again. And they move in the most amazing ways. It's just not possible. These machines are way too advanced for our capabilities. Absolutely. But for me, the Rendlesham case stands up to all the sceptics as being one of the most compelling UFO sightings in the world. The way that the soldiers described the craft and the fact that one of them touched the side of the UFO and in that moment, binary code flashed before his eyes and when the binary code was translated, there were messages hidden within that code. One being, quote, observation of Earth continuous, end quote. How can skeptics say that, oh, there's got to be a logical explanation to this? Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's because they can't understand it themselves. And because they don't have a theory, they don't have an answer, they have to then assume that we're all just imagining it. Now, going back to Graves, he claimed UAPs have been detected, quote, essentially where all Navy operations are being conducted across the world, close quote. And they were mainly dark grey or black cubes inside a clear sphere where the apex or tips of the cubes were touching inside the sphere. Now, we've heard of the tic-tac shape before, but never cubes inside of it? Perhaps this was hidden to us until now. One of the biggest takeaways was from David Grush again. He claimed that the US government has recovered craft and bodies of non-human intelligence. This, oh my God, I was, I was leaping up and down when I heard him say this. It was so exciting. Now, he confirms 
that biologics were found in connection with some of the UAP recoveries. He also went further claiming that injuries had befallen UFO witnesses as well as threats against whistleblowers, including himself. He claims that he knows of multiple colleagues who were physically injured by UAP activity, but when asked for details, he declines to elaborate. Well, bearing this in mind, could he just be an angry former employee trying to cause trouble? Or is he really trying to get the truth out there? If these allegations are true, this could change the course of humanity. Whatever the truth, all involved agrees that this is a serious national security issue. One thing to note, though, the government haven't fully confirmed that aliens do exist. They confirmed that the US has recovered, quote, non-human biologics from alleged crash sites, close quote, and that the US is in possession of UAPs. Now, before you get too excited, like myself the other day, if a homemade drone that the US could not identify crashes and hits a bird and they take the bird corpse and drone that apparently is a non-human ufo and biologics i'm laughing (laughs) goodness sake that's their explanation so as much as i want to say yes there is proof of aliens i just want to also mention the other side of the argument now Here's something new. The Blue Beam. Have you heard of this? Well, this came to my attention through my very dear friend, Glenn Hunt, who is a massive UFO fan, absolutely loves it. He's more on it than I am. And we're often sort of sending each other uh, videos and clips and all sorts of stuff. And, And we're chatting away. What do you think to this? What do you think to that? Is it real? Isn't it real? Well, apparently the Blue Beam uh, is a conspiracy theory. And according to this theory, it's to keep us little sheep all in line and to carry on doing what we're told. The powers that be need to make us scared. And they can only do this by telling us that there is a foreign threat. And yep, you guessed it. The next thing is aliens. According to some experts, the government have been working on, get this, holograms. These enormous images can be projected into the sky and... Of course, on a lovely night when the stars are out, we look up and scream, Oh my God, the aliens are coming! Oh, wondrous governments, presidents, prime ministers, what do we do now? Please save us. You're the only ones that can help us. Now, I am a bit dubious about this one, but are some of the UFOs seen recently possibly holograms? Hmm, what do you think? We're taking a short break from UFOs now as we hear this week's listener story as it comes from Catherine. And this happened uh, near Lawton Tube Station in London. Hi, Yvette. Uh, This is Catherine. I found your podcast recently because I I ran out of other paranormal podcasts to listen to for the time being. And I really like it. I put it on while I'm working and probably listen to it all day. I thought I would share a story with you that happened to us about 10 years ago as a family. We were coming back from a day out in London and we'd parked at Loughton Tube Station. 
and I don't know what prompted us to, but we looked at one of the CCTV cameras that was in kind of like a, it looked like maybe a disused kind of walkway tunnel, or maybe it just wasn't open to the public at that time. And on this CCTV camera, we could see the outline of a person. It was kind of like whitish, but they were cleaning the walls, like the tiles, you know, you get tiles, like the tile decor on the tube stations. It was cleaning the tiles and just walking along and just cleaning. But the funny thing was the cloth they were using was really opaque, so you could see it and it, it just carried on like doing its thing. My theory is that it's kind of stone tape theory or a kind of memory, residual haunting. It's just that person used to work there and they're looking after the tube station. But that was the event really that got me interested in the paranormal because I'd seen it with my own eyes and there really wasn't an explanation. It's not like the clock was blowing around because it was a very methodical kind of um, wiping. So... Yeah, that's my experience. I have many, many more as well. Um, I'm a particularly sensitive person to spirits and things, and I often get visitations from my great-grandmother that passed away. Uh, the most recent being, I just had, there was a random patch of smell of lavender in my bedroom, and I didn't have anything lavender upstairs. And I always associate lavender with my great-grandmother. So it was nice kind of to know that she was there because um, I've recently lost another family member. And yeah, maybe I can send another voice note about my experiences with kind of paranormal activity within the hospital I used to work in, because that's quite interesting as well. Love the podcast and thank you for listening. Hi, Catherine. It's so lovely to hear your voice. And it's so wonderful when I hear someone like yourself who has seen a ghostly image. I agree. It does sound to me that the ghost that you saw cleaning away was a memory stone tape theory. Well, you know, I believe in all of that. And as you quite rightly say, seeing is believing. And Catherine, I'd love to hear all about your other paranormal experiences. Can't wait. Staying on the theme of this UFO conference, especially the super fast and erratic movements of some of the UAPs that were cited, our listener Victoria got in touch with a sighting of her own. Hi Yvette, firstly can I just start by saying I'm such a huge fan. I've adored Most Haunted from day one and welcome the fact that you guys brought the world of the supernatural to TV. You guys blazed the trail for what was to follow and for that I will always be grateful. I thoroughly enjoy attending events with Most Haunted Experience which I must admit has become an addiction as they're so enjoyable. What a truly amazing community of like-minded folk. Well thank you very much. I look forward to listening to this podcast every week as as well as your other podcasts, the nuns knickers. <laughs> we just chat on that about nonsense. We just never shut up. And your recent paranormal activity episode about UFOs and the Travis Walton abduction got me thinking about my own experience and prompted me to write to you and tell you all about it. 
I live in a little town called Jarrow in the northeast of England, right in the middle of Newcastle and Sunderland, and not the type of place you would expect to witness something extraordinary like an unidentified flying object. It was early hours of the morning and we were on the way home from a family do. Um, and the sky was black and extremely clear. My brother was driving and I was in the front passenger seat. As I turned to my left and looked out of the window and up to the sky, I saw an orange bowler hat shape object just hovering above the houses. Unfortunately, it wasn't close enough for me to notice any detail. I turned to my brother, who also saw it, and I won't repeat what he said, something along the lines of, what the beep is that? I looked away for a second to face my brother in total disbelief, and when I looked again, it had vanished. What was it? How did it disappear so quickly? We both saw it, albeit myself more, so I was the passenger and my brother had to concentrate on the road. I've never forgotten that night. My version of events have never changed. I know what I saw. If I took a lie detector, I would 100% pass it because it happened. I saw a UFO that night. That summer night in June 1997, a night I will never forget. And that's my story. Some will believe, some won't, and that's okay. Keep up the great work, Yvette. Much love and best wishes to the family. And that was from Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Well, how bloody marvellous. The fact that you both saw it, you and your brother, doesn't that make you feel better because you know you didn't imagine it? And a similar thing happened to me and Carl. I know we've spoken about it before on the show, but he was driving and I was a passenger. We both saw two big balls of bright white light hovering in front of us. And then they whipped off at such a speed that we knew we'd witnessed a UFO. We were so made up that night. We were thrilled. Uh, I've always believed in aliens and UFOs. And after seeing those lights, well, it was just confirmed for both me and Carl. Loose Lips, the podcast where we give our expert, not so expert advice. Join us as we figure life out one episode at a time. Yeah, you don't want them break dancing in the middle <laughs> of Weatherspoons, do you really? A tanned ankle, no socks, boat shoes. So they have like a partially tanned foot. <laughs> so you got through it? Yeah, well, I mean, well, we're not together now. But... Oh, well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say I'm furious. High five yourself, boom. Whoop. Another life saved, you know? Find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search List Slips for weekly topics and some seriously juicy listener dilemmas. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Forever excited whenever I have this gentleman on my show because not only is he one of my bestest whole friends in the whole, whole, whole wide world, but he's just such a lovely person. But he's also um, one of the team members of Most Haunted and he's an open-minded sceptic. That's how he likes to describe himself. We've often come to blows, not fisticuffs, but obviously, you know, we disagree over some things uh, and I get frustrated with him. It's the lovely Glenn Hunt. Hello, darling. Hello, Yvonne Fondling. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, sweetie? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. What I want to talk to you about is what's going on in the UFO world at the moment. I mean, it's all kicking off. How do you feel about it all? Well, it came to a, a massive crescendo, didn't it, in, uh, in the end of last month when uh, f- former Navy, pi- Navy pilots in the United States, well, two of them, along with a former intelligence officer, uh, were in Congress, weren't they? Uh, mm. And it was all, well, the UFO, UFO community was beside themselves with excitement about the, the, the hearing at the time. And it was, uh, it was picked up by a few mainstream media outlets, but not an awful lot because it's still treated it as something as you know a novelty you know it's mm. something that you know it's, it's, it's an and finally item at the end of the news and finally they were talking about spaceships on the in in the united states today and uh, everyone just laughs it off and plays the x-files music so it doesn't give the subject the credence that i think it deserves really mm. Mm. but um, essentially we're, we're talking about the former navy fighter pilots david fravor who famously engaged with what is the now famous tic tac uap uh, over the Pacific. Hmm. Uh, and that was back in 2004. And he was uh, a Navy pilot as part of the aircraft carrier USS Nimitz. So like I say, 2004, that's on the, the, the west coast of the States. Uh, the other Navy pilot retired was Ryan Graves, who had his own UAP experience. Um, only nine years ago in his FA-18s squadron had uh, tracked a UAP as they were operating off the Virginia Beach coast on, on the east side of the States. Now, uh, he, when he finally had a visual sighting of this, he described it as a black cube inside a clear sphere. Mm. And the UAP had no lifting services, uh, uh, surfaces, I should say. And further data analysis showed they, they could remain motionless in Category 4 hurricane winds. They could accelerate to a supersonic and, uh, speeds and, and operate all day, outlasting the fighter jets themselves by 10 hours or more. And, and multiple contacts on the aircraft radar uh, along with his own eyes, you know, it, it, it was something to, to behold. And, and this is something that the diehard skeptic, not necessarily the open-minded ones like myself, they, 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 they wistfully ignore those points about these things being seen and, and holding their own in, in, in hurricane winds, Category 4 hurricane winds, with, with, with no other means of propulsion. It, it seems to be overlooked all the time. Everyone's quite happy to explain what could be an ordinary aircraft in the distance, you know, because they have the data. But when you have the data showing there's something that, you know, that defies Newtonian physics, it, it, it kind of gets brushed over, which I find 
a little bit odd because I think part of the fact of being open-minded is, is accepting the information f- for f- for what it is when it presents itself properly, uh, rather than just trying to explain away the things that you can explain. We should we should be focusing on on those uh, those items when 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 they're not so readily explained. But the 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 big bombshell was the retired Major David Grush, who was. That's right. Yeah, he was a, an Air Force intelligence officer with a high level of security clearance. So that meant he was privy to reports unknown to the general public. He testified under oath, remember, mm. and he's got a glittering career with the military. And, you know, if he's found to be lying after all of this, he's, he's going to go to jail and ruin his reputation and everything he's worked for over the years. So he's got nothing to gain from lying, you could argue. So he testified under oath that the Pentagon was conducting a multi-decade long UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program that was not only attempting to recreate the unknown technology displayed by these craft, but also he testified that biological material of non-human origin had been recovered as well. Mm. Mm. Uh, so it, it, it's um, it's it's a, it's a gold mine as far as uh, those who are into into the subject, and a lot of people still argue, well, why is it being called UAP? It's, I think that's mainly to to take away the stigma of when we used to say UFO a lot, and you know people would roll yeah. their eyes. Uh, UAP itself stands for unidentified anomalous phenomena, not necessarily aerial. Anomalous is the key word because some of these these vehicles that defy physics have, have not just been seen flying in the air, but the the tracks, you know, on the on the edges of space and also underwater, traveling at speeds that no underwater vessel that we know of can can travel at. So that's why they're they're uh, anomalous in, in in what they can do traveling through space air. Uh, and under the sea as well. So it's a fascinating subject. The Pentagon, of course, denies all of the claims. But you've got to ask yourself, you know, is 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 this a, a black project in the sense that have we finally cracked physics where we can we can actually have this technology anyways? It's something that humankind has finally cracked, but we just keep so quiet because the implications of the worst this technology can do is is in the hands of the wrong people is 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 really something that you just want to keep under wraps anyway. We've yeah. cracked it, but let's keep it quiet. Let's so, keep it quiet. What yes. would you about, um, like, for instance, I mean, this the, the first whistleblower, the famous one, of course, is Bob Lazar. Um, mm. And he talked about, he worked in an area, sorry about the repetitive word, but uh, in uh, close to Area 51, which, of course, is S4. very, as we know. Yeah, well done, S4. Oh, it's like I could put you on mastermind about UFOs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he reported that, you know, he uh, saw um, ver- nine different UFO crafts and then they started to um, do this reverse engineering. And hmm. because they were able to take these machines and reverse the engineering, it then gave us humans the possibility to be able to create our own non-propulsion, these amazing machines that can then go under the water and so on. So my question is, are a lot of the machines that we're seeing, myself and Carl included, as you know, we saw a UFO or two UFOs, are these machines that we're all seeing, and we're seeing an awful lot of them now, mm. um, more so than ever before, I think, probably because of the you know social media, people are posting things left, right and centre. We didn't have that 20 years ago, did we? So it was all sort of a bit, a bit quiet. Are what we're seeing, the majority, human-made what do you think? Uh, I, I think it's it's um, certainly 
an explanation for some of the sightings which have unusual that display unusual technology i mean my own working theory is that the ones that are said to be triangular shaped yes with three glowing lights underneath um i i wouldn't be at all surprised if that is earth technology uh which is cracked um you know newtonian physics and it it displays anti-gravity technology and it, it, it's because only for, because of the, the if you if you basically look at the basic shape of a triangle, it, it it is you could argue it's 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 almost the silhouette of an airplane, isn't it? Yes, you know, especially yeah. the, the stealth bomber. If you look at one of those, yeah. it's almost triangular shaped. So you kind of think the next level up from that. Well, maybe maybe it's something like that. But the the other objects, maybe the really small ones like the the, the clear spheres with the black cubes in. Goodness knows what they are. Maybe they're just there to to collect data themselves as a, you know as it probes or something like that. There's the spherical ones which have been captured, you know, on 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 video. Yeah, exactly. Ones. What about? I mean. For instance, Cas Clark, the Penturk, um, you know, sighting there in Wales, recently um, interviewed her, and she shared with us some photographs that she had taken. Now that that craft that they originally saw was enormous, and it was shaped mm. in a pyramid shape. And what they had days beforehand was military craft, military aircraft going round and round and round and round. And they were all, all her and the neighbours were like, what the hell's going on? Then they see this massive thing and then spouting, shooting out of the top of the pyramid. Well, she describes them almost like barrels, but different mm. coloured barrels. One of the barrels or one craft, I think, was shot down, um, shot down by us. And then when she went to the following day, they all went to the field. They saw the crash site, but they were told, oh, no, no, you can't come on here. We're just, you know, we're from, um, I don't know, some company or other. And, and they all just knew it was lies. So when you've got somebody like her and other people all seeing the same thing and the fact that the military are involved, that makes me think, well, is it, is it, something from outer space that we are frightened of and why would we shoot something down that we have um made ourselves well yeah that's that's the million dollar question is it isn't it because we we won't really know the, the answers all we can say is you know these these kind of things have been documented i mean if you go back to the pentagon they they deny all knowledge of of, of such things or or craft re, you know um, crash retrievals which is what david grush was going on about it's been happening for years and that and that one in in wales is a, is a fine example of of that particular story so you know and i'm and i'm always fascinated with that one as well you've got you've got the evidence of the burnt trees as well haven't yes, you and the broken yeah. branches so That's something right. was going on now um i, I doubt because obviously i think that there was in that incident there were chinook helicopters flying around and, and jet right. planes and, yeah. and, and and no no um air pilots military or otherwise is going to risk flying their their own aircraft that low to areas where they could uh, crash themselves mm-hmm. you know especially in the dark so um it, something was flying close to the to the to the woods that night and and caused a lot of damage and, and and there was evidence left behind so clearly something did happen 
but not surprisingly, we're, we're never going to get any answers to it. But is it something that we, well, if it's something of our own, if it, if it was um, what you could argue um, a, a black project trying out how our own military would, would respond to it, yeah, um, been, to its capabilities, but you would do that presumably somewhere away from a residential area, wouldn't exactly. you? Exactly. Of course, exactly. It's just a bit, that's just, you'd do it over a military base, wouldn't you? In the middle of yeah, which is another nowhere. thing with with the, the the navy pilots in the in the states. A lot of their interactivity with these uh, unusual aircraft is as they're happening in military training ranges. So you've got to ask, you know, uh, yeah. is it something going on that? Uh, the the Pentagon has tucked up up its sleeve, and it's so much so that you know even most of the military still don't know about it. Now this is uh, now this is a little bit controversial, but I'm going to ask your opinion. Now you told me about this ages ago, and I've talked about it since uh, on the show, and it is, I think it's is it Project Bluebeam? Or I might have got that wrong. Where? Oh, yes. Yes. So you told me about this. Where? In fact. You tell us what it is. <laughs> uh, Bluebeam is the, uh, for, for, as I understood it, is is the, um, the the fake alien invasion? Is it not? Yes. Is yeah. It? Yeah. So um, essentially, uh, the, the idea is that the um, the powers that be stage a fake alien invasion. The, the the world unites under one government, and it's us against them as a collective planet against uh, the evil aliens. Uh, and that way, you know, you, your one world government get, gets control, which is a great conspiracy theory, but also a plausible theory if you if you think about it. The technology is moving very fast as to to you know, you could argue that all these hearings and stuff is this part of the playbook to, yeah. to lead us all up to the idea of of, of that kind of behavior. Um uh, and the reason why I don't think there's ever gonna be an invasion of evil aliens, because if if and Bear in mind the universe is billions upon billions upon billions of years old and there's plenty of life out there, you know, it'd be ignorant to assume that there isn't. And people say, well, how, how can they have traveled this far to get just to us? Well, we can't measure our own limitations on other advanced life forms, can Absolutely. we? But, well, no. that's, all, that's, that's what people do. They say, well, why would they travel billions? How can they travel billions of light years? Because we can't do it. Well, just because we can't do it doesn't mean somebody <laughs> else hasn't figured out how to bend space and get there quickly. Exactly. So, but, but if they have done that, then th- they would have been able to wipe us out of the, the skies a long time ago. Of course. So why are they going to suddenly want to do it now? Why are they going to show up en masse and try and, and destroy Earth when they, it could have happened, you know, a thousand years ago, a hundred years ago, even now? Now, again, I'm going controversial here. So, of course, the Maui fi- fires and fires in Canada, um, all, all, all sorts of horrendous um, things have been happening around the earth to different countries. They're saying weather-wise. Now, I've been doing some research and there's this fabulous, loads of fabulous shots taken by, taken by uh, people on their phones um, and you see a laser beam coming out of the sky and hitting the ground. Now, I'm not saying that it's real. I'm not saying anything, but it does make your eyes, it makes you perk up and you go, oh my goodness me. Are they, get? this is a controversial bit, are they going to say, aliens did this? 
look, we have nothing to do with it. Yes, the Maui fires weren't normal. We'll admit that to you now. It wasn't a natural disaster. There was something that came from the sky. Are they then going to go, oh, it's aliens and we all instantly hate the aliens. Oh my God, oh my God. It is incredibly weird what's going on at the moment. And I'm not saying there is aliens. I'm just saying, are they going to use that as an excuse to go along with this Project Bluebeam? Um, it's a plausible idea that, you know, they, they could use this as an excuse to make people think that there's a lot of yeah. aliens coming to get us. Um, I, I don't believe it for, for an instant. I, I've seen one of the videos you're talking about as well, actually, with the, with the massive streak and the, yes. uh, and the strange noise it made. But I think I'm sure I looked closely enough on that. It looks to me like it, cause it was taken in the darkness and mm. things light up a bit when, when you see the streak of, of lights, the column of lights and hear the sounds and it looks looks to me like it's actually a tower crane turning and hitting some electrical cables. That's interesting. Um, I'll have to have a, a, a re-look at that again and, then. And you will look at the top left-hand side, you'll see uh, black lines as well, which look like those could be the electrical cables um, mm. in the silhouette in the, in the, in the silhouetted against the, the, the bright yeah. strike. And, and the, the, the white dots across would just be the warning lights of the mm. boom arm of the tower crane moving across. Mm. Uh, so so it's simple things like that. And all you have to do is it doesn't take long to – if you see a video and you think that's a bit strange, you just do a quick bit of research and, and uh, on, online, and you you usually see the plausible explanations for it. There was a great one of of what looked like um, spaceship pods being created, like mini flying saucers. Somebody saying this is what the states are preparing us for, and this I kind saw of thing. That. And, yeah, and it was it was holiday pods in Saudi Arabia or somewhere around there, in the United yeah. Arab Emirates or something something in there. And and yeah. and, and that's it. It just take. And, and the other thing is, you know, with, with all of the forest fires going on. You know, they, they are a common thing. And, and the problem is, is, it's a problem, it's a good thing at the same time, but it's a bad thing. It's, some people jump to the wrong conclusions. Is We live in a very connected world than, than we've done so ever, more than ever before. Um, so things that used to be co- have been common over the, the years, uh, a wildfire in Hawaii or Canada or Australia, you might only hear about from a relative if you had one over there in the, in the 80s who phoned up saying, oh, there's been a terrible summer forest fire. But so you see, on social media uh, and everyone sees it instantly and then throws in a, a ridiculous claim about something and everybody just assumes it's something untoward. For, well, you know I, know what you, I do know what you mean, but I have to say, Glenn, you've got to look at this Maui stuff. There's something odd about it. I'm not saying it's aliens for one minute, but there's something really peculiar about it. It doesn't add up. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't make sense though either. If you you think about the reasons for for doing that, again, that that doesn't make sense either. You know, you've got to try and be objective into the reasons for why. Oh, I am. I've looked at everything. I've looked at everything. (laughs) Let me tell you, you know what I'm like when I get into something and I've been looking and it doesn't add up. I'm listening to the people that lived there, their testaments, them talking on camera and saying what happened to them, what they saw, um, you know, how they were stopped from leaving, um, loads and loads and loads of things. And not only that, but the actual pictures of where the buildings were, there is mm. nothing left. That is just foundations. Normally, with with with, with forest fires and things like that, because um, I've obviously been doing my, a bit of research, you actually see, you know, some of the houses will be obliterated, but not every single one of them. It, they will be, you know, the roof has crashed in, some of the walls are left up, you know, everything inside has been blown to bits. But the rest, but every single house is exactly the same. It is yeah, the most bizarre thing. They're mostly made out of wood, thing. though. Uh, no, now, come on. You've got to look at this footage now and tell me that that 
that is not normal. That is not, I'm telling you, I'm smelling okay. a rotten fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's a Hawaiian one, it'll be the Huma Huma Nuka Nuka Wapa Wapa, which huma. is the, natu- the, the national fish of Hawaii. Oh, well, we're, well, we're sending all our love to everybody in Hawaii, if, if anybody yeah. listens there, which I, I'm sure they do. And now the answer to our fact or fiction. Uh, Here's the reminder of the question. It was, according to the film, E.T., the character, the little alien, is over 10 million years old. Is it fact or have we just made it up for a laugh? Is it fact or fiction? It's a fact. <laughs> <There's> some, <laughs> I'm about to tell you more now that I was like, oh, didn't know that. E.T.'s face apparently was modelled after poet Carl Sandburg, Albert Einstein and a pug dog. According to the film's novelization, E.T. is over 10 million years old. Steven Spielberg also stated in an interview that E.T. was a plant-like creature, neither male or female. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on UFOs, UAPs, what's going on in America at the moment, uh, across the world. More and more people are seeing UFOs in the sky. You look at your social media, it's all over the place. What the heck is going on? Do you really believe that these men have witnessed UFOs? I mean, it seems to have left us with more questions than answers, doesn't it? And have you experienced something paranormal or is there a building, a location, a site that you think we need to cover on the podcast? If you do, please get in touch with us and share your stories at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk or we are on WhatsApp and the phone number is 075-999-27537 and you can leave a voice note on there like uh, today's guest. And we are on Instagram as well and our handle is Paranormal Activity Pod, and you can have a look at some clips that people have sent in to us and spooky photos. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week. Thank you for joining me this week and I can't wait to catch up with you next week. In the meantime, things aren't always as they seem. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.